the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hello, it is the Nick D Podcast. I'm your host, Nick DeGilio. Welcome to the Nick D Podcast. We are with the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, which is the best podcast network in the world. You can check us out at radiomisfits.com. You can also check this podcast out at all of the platforms that are out there, your Spotify's, your Apple's, your Amazon's, every single platform out there. You can find this podcast and all the other Radio Misfits podcasts as well. We also have a live streaming that you should check out, radiomisfits.live, 24-7 streaming service that provides incredible entertainment, unheard music from unsigned bands from the show Unheard Music, and episodes of the best podcasts in the world from Radio Misfits. And it's all free, and it's all 24 hours, and it's all streaming. It's like a radio station, only a lot cooler. Make sure you check it out, radiomisfits.live, radiomisfits.live, 24-hour streaming, all awesome stuff, including this podcast every day at 3 p.m. Central and my other podcast, which is That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years, an SNL podcast, a podcast all about Saturday Night Live and everything about it. That uh, runs every day at 9 a.m. Central. So 24-7 streaming, awesome, radiomisfits.live. This is the Nick D Podcast. In fact, it's episode 180 of the Nick D Podcast. Um, It is a Tuesday, so that means my dad, Nick, is going to pop by the house uh, and say hello to this woman. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. I know you do, baby. Well, she's always at the back door. My dad comes in the back door. He's 82 years old. He's been telling jokes his entire life. And uh, I'll tell you something, uh, he's the best. And he is going to come in on a Tuesday, end the show by telling a classic joke, so make sure you stick around till the end of the show. It's always the, the highlight on your Tuesdays to hear my dad telling a joke. Esmeralda Leon is my co-host. She is going to join me for the final segment of the show. We got a lot to talk about. <clears throat> we always just dish and have fun. Uh, she's the best. She's my co-host. So she'll be there in the third uh, segment of the show. And uh, my special guest for this episode, where we always have uh, a special guest, is Monica Ang, the lovely Monica Ang, who I've known for many, many, many years when we worked in the same building. I worked for the car wash that is, you know, a, a great radio, a once great radio station that is now a car wash, uh, WGN. And we worked in the same building. She worked in the Tribune. She would come down. Uh, and do my show, and she's been writing about uh, food and all kinds of amazing things. She is part of Axios.com, Axios.com slash Chicago, the Chicago uh, uh, version of Axios, which uh, an old friend, uh, Justin Kaufman, is another person who uh, works for Axios. Monica joins us usually uh, once every month or so to talk about what they're covering at Axios, which is everything from local stories to politics to sports to entertainment to food, all kinds of great stuff. And uh, Monica's book that she wrote along with uh, David Hammond is still out there, man. You should check it out. Made in Chicago, Stories Behind 30 Great Hometown Bites. Uh, Monica is fantastic, and she's awesome. So Monica Eng is going to join me for a delightful segment because it's always delightful to talk to Monica. So there you go. Monica's coming up. Esmeralda's coming up. My dad's coming up to tell a joke. And you know what else is coming up is our big next live show. 
You have to come to this. We want to pack the place. We want to jam it. It's at Zany's in Rosemont. Zany's Comedy Club is one of the best comedy clubs you can ever go to. And uh, we do a live podcast. It's hilarious. It's entertaining. You will laugh your butt off. It's interactive. You'll be a part of the show. It's recorded as a live podcast forever. Um, we're going to give away prizes. I have trivia questions. We got really cool prizes to give away, including gift certificates to uh, the Gale Street Inn for the greatest restaurant on the planet. And we've got gift cards for Apt Electronics. All kinds of amazing stuff to give away. You'll be a part of the show. It's going to be hilarious. We're going to tell great stories. Me, Esmeralda, on stage live. Um, you guys are going to be entertained. We're going to have, because it's going to be close to Halloween, because it's on October 24th, we're going to be giving away some Halloween candy and talking about all kinds of Halloween scary stuff. So it's going to be a scary version. And our special guest is Andrea Darlis, the great Andrea Darlis, who you can hear on WLS AM, The Big 89 on the Steve Cochran Show regularly. You can hear me on that uh, show as well every other Friday, uh, talking about pop culture and reviewing movies and stuff. WLS AM Big 89. Uh, it's the best morning show uh, on the planet. Steve Cochran's morning show is the best on the planet. Nothing in this, in this city comes even remotely close. And Andrea is a regular part of that, and she's got a podcast. And she's been in the business for a long time, and she and I worked together at WGN for many, many, many years, and she's an old pal. And I was I'm thinking to myself, my God, I've never had her you know, uh, on the podcast before. Well, she is going to be our special guest live, so you can see Andrea and talk to her and all kinds of great stuff. So um, Andrea Darlis will be joining us as our special guest. This is on Tuesday, October 24th, as part of the Nick D Podcast Live. My dad will close the show by getting up and telling jokes at the end of the show. Uh, he gets a little dirty. He gets a little blue on, <laughs> during those live podcast uh, shows that we do. And it's very entertaining. And the people at Zany's are great, Alex and, uh, and Chris and everybody at Zany's. Zany's in Rosemont, easy to get to right off the expressway. There's a parking lot. You, you, know, you validate your parking. There are bars and restaurants all over the, uh, the, the entertainment district there. You can get some dinner afterwards or before. But it's going to be great. We want to pack the place. You'll laugh your ass off. you have a great time, you'll walk out with some candy, and you'll have some prizes we're giving away. And it'll be hilarious and recorded. So me, Esmeralda, on stage, having fun. My dad telling jokes at the end. The great Andrea Darlis is our special guest. You will be there, and you will be a part of the show. It's going to be fantastic. So let's pack the place. Zanies in Rosemont. Doors open at 6.30. The show is at 7.30. It is on Tuesday, October 24th. Mark it down on the calendar. Send off your Google Maps or your Google Calendar, whatever the hell all that shit is. Well, anyway, tell everybody, drag everybody. Let's pack the place and have a great time. Again, the Nick D Podcast Live. I'm your host. Esmeralda will be there. Andrea Darlis will be there. My dad will be there, and it'll be great. Tuesday, October 24th. Get your tickets now. Rosemont.zanies.com rosemont.zanies.com, Nick D Podcast Live, Tuesday, October 24th. Get those tickets now. You can call the box office with questions or to make reservations there. 847-813-0484, 847-813-0484, or rosemont.zanies.com for one of the most entertaining shows you'll see, the Nick D Podcast Live on Tuesday, October 24th at Rosemont uh, Zanies. Hey, be a sponsor on this podcast. You got to advertise with us uh, a lot of people listen to this podcast. We just got some numbers in, by the way, and a lot of people listen to this podcast. So you should advertise with us. It'll do well for you. We've got some advertisers uh, on the podcast now, and join that faction. It's great. Be a sponsor. Write to us. Sales at RadioMisfits.com. You want to be a part of the Nick T Podcast in general? Leave your voicemail message. We have a voicemail system that's wide open for you. We encourage you. We want to hear from you. 
Uh, I listen to every single voicemail message that we get, and we play many of them back on the podcast. 24-7, anytime you want to call us, do it. Tell us what you're feeling. Go nuts. 773-417-6948. Drop us an email, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. Jason Skaggs is the genius that does all the music and the themes and the weirdness and the audio. And Ed Silla is my main man. He runs uh, Radio Misfits, and he does everything else. He's a great dude. Please take the time to spread the word, tell us, like us, rate and review us on every platform, and, uh, and always check out all the other podcasts at RadioMisfits.com. And come on out to Rosemont, because it's going to be a blast. That's the Nick D Podcast Live, Tuesday, October 24th, Zanies in Rosemont. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, wait a minute. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I, I love Nick's show. Yes, that's fantastic. All right, let's get episode number 180 of the Nick D Podcast underway. Monica Ang is going to join me, but first, you got to check this out. Hey there. Are you tired of that same old, the same old stories? Well, buckle up because Brian Alaspas Devoured. Yeah, that's right. Brian Alaspas Devoured is about to take you on a wild ride. St. Louis is teetering on the edge with riots, unrest, and the mayor's downright stubborn insistence that the 4th of July must go on. But don't tell that to public safety manager Logan Field. He's got problems bigger than the most overcooked barbecue. With a deadly attack, a missing boy, and mysterious events that make your Aunt Sally's ghost stories look like a fairy tale, something sinister is brewing in the city. Logan's at his wit's end. The only help he can find is a struggling hunter and a professor who's a whiz with ancient evils. It sounds like the start of a bad joke, right? But there's nothing funny about what's awakening in St. Louis. So join the race against time as this unlikely trio faces down and evil as old as time itself. Think your commute's tough? Try saving a city from being, you guessed it, devoured. Brian Alaspa's Devoured will have you laughing and gasping and frantically flipping pages. So grab some popcorn, turn down those lights, and dive into a world where saving the city just might be the craziest 4th of July ever, and trust us, it's more exciting than a sparkler, and the only thing that might get burned is the midnight oil as you read till dawn. Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Thrilling, chilling, and the perfect way to spice up your summer. It's available now in paperback for Kindle exclusively through Amazon.com. Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D Podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh yeah, don't be a jagoff. And now I'd like to welcome uh, to the podcast one of my favorite people, one of my favorite uh, regular guests who I've known for many, many years. Jeez, how long have we known each other? Here's Monica Ang, everybody. Hi, Monica. Hey, Nick. Uh, a few decades at least. Yeah. Wow. It, it does go. It goes back a while. It goes back a while. When we, when we worked in the Tribune building together. The uh, old Gothic all, Tower. Yeah. All those years ago. Now, have you been inside since then? I haven't. Um you know, it's only for fancy people now. Right. I, I don't think I, I don't think I could afford a closet in there. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I've I've walked into the lobby just to look around, and, and I know that everything has been converted into condos. I think almost everything in there. But uh, there is the 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 ice cream uh, history of oh, ice cream. Oh right, yeah, place. the ice cream museum. Yeah, which is actually an expensive place too. So yeah, and then f- yeah. what's the place next to it? Fox. Uh, 
Oh, it's that Fox, um, Foxmore Fox. Uh, no, Foxtrot. Foxtrot. Fox yes. Trot, yeah. That's uh, th- that. By the way, just so everybody knows, Foxtrot is uh, Roy Leonard's old office. That used to be Roy. <laughs> that used to be Roy Leonard's old office. So. Now it's a fancy Seven no, Eleven. It's exactly what it is. It's a fancy Seven Eleven. Well, welcome back, Monica. Always a pleasure to have you on. Thanks. Pleasure to be here. And uh, tell everybody about uh, you know your your current job here. Now, how long has Axios been? You guys just celebrated a couple of years, right? Yeah, uh, two years. I can't believe it's flown by so quickly. Um, when you're writing five stories a day, time flies. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. You know, we just basically say, here's what we think are important stories. Here's what we think would be a fun way to tell them, and then we go for it. And you know, we throw something against the wall. If it works, we try it again. And otherwise, we pretend we never did it. And uh, we move on to the next day. It's kind of like radio. Yeah, it kind of is. And speaking of radio, you, you work with uh, an old radio buddy of mine, Mr. Justin Kaufman. That's right. And we just added um, our old BZ colleague, um, uh, Carrie Shepard, as well. So it's three radio people writing a newsletter. What, what Isn't that crazy? What, well, how, how is that How is that working out for two years? How does that happen? Wow. Uh, well, it's funny because Justin still says, oh, do you have to cut for time? Or, you know, what do our listeners think? I'm like, Justin, yeah. we're not doing radio. Right. Right. It's hilarious. Uh, it's and, hard and, to so, take so, a boy so, out. So tell everybody again, you know, as we, as we always do, to remind everybody what Axios is, and that's uh, A-X-I-O-S, Axios, and you guys are Axios Chicago. So talk about uh, Axios and, and, and your, your part of it. Well, Axios means worthy in Greek, which is why actually I took the job. My sister-in-law told me that. And it's, um, it's the guys who ran um, Politico. They sold their stake in Politico and they said, we want to start a new media organization that leaves all the bull crap behind and is parent and is fast and is um, it, it, it uh, meets the attention span of today's Twitter person um, and meaning uh, someone who doesn't have much of attention span and we want yeah. to get to the point right away we write in smart brevity and we make you smarter faster is their point mm-hmm. and so they started um, doing a lot of the same stuff Politico did which is you know uh, Beltway news a lot of DC stuff a lot of political stuff and then tech and innovation and um, business, but then they said, what would happen if we try to, and, and they do it in newsletter form, if we tried to do this in cities around the country? So they started um, five cities and they said, okay, let's experiment. And there were five very different places, like Northwest Arkansas was one, kind of where Walmart's headquarters is, but mm-hmm. then others were Charlotte and others were uh, the Twin Cities and Des Moines. And then Chicago was the next batch of five cities. And they said, what happens if we hired two reporters and we say, write a newsletter with the five top stories each day and send it out to your subscribers. And that's when they hired Justin and me. And so we've been doing it for two years. Now we've got Carrie as well. And seven days a week, we're in your um, mailbox. And we say, here is a three and a half minute read of all the stuff you need to know to be a good informed citizen and to laugh your butt off today. That's what it is. And for people who want to subscribe, uh, tell us the website and how people can get the, your newsletter that you guys sure. work so hard on. Thank you so much for asking for that. Um, it's axios.com slash local. And then you mm-hmm. just click on Chicago. You give us your email. And then um, then you get our, our lovely words every morning. And if you ever want to just not read them, you can do that. Or <laughs> you know, God forbid you'd want to unsubscribe, but you can do that too. And it's totally yeah. free. 
Um, but we, I think, you know, if we, if we can trust reader feedback, people are delighted, you know, unfortunately people don't feel like they have the time to read two newspapers every day or even a full newspaper. And they, they say, thank you for quickly telling me, you know, the main points of all these important issues, but also, yeah. you know, fun places to, uh, to get a taco and uh, how, how I can speak knowledgeably about uh, the bears around the water cooler without really knowing anything about them. Well, you know, you can do that this season very easily. You could just say, they yeah. suck. <laughs> they suck. It's, yeah, it's, 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 that's a simple conversation. Uh, Axios.com slash local. Find Chicago. Click onto it. Uh, drop off your email, and you will get this great newsletter daily from three very, very, very uh, talented people. And uh, so there well, you go. Thanks for saying that. Of course. Make sure you check that out. Okay. Uh, you know, speaking of, so two years and I remember, you know, the anniversary was pretty recently. What did you guys do for the, you guys had like a little shindig, a little party. You guys did a, a little celebration. What happened? Um, we asked readers to come and uh, have some free beer or club soda, in my case, on us at the hideout. We usually meet up at the hideout in their outdoor area. And we have a stage and then we usually have three guests. So this time we had, um, we had Rohini Day, who runs the restaurant Vermilion, which is a, a, a sort of a, Chinese Indian restaurant. It used to be a Latino Indian restaurant talking about um, how she's working to empower women restaurateurs and, and bring them together to help each other across the nation. Then we had um, Secretary of State Alexei Janulius telling us about he, he was fresh from D.C. where the uh, senator from Louisiana, John Kennedy, not yeah. the old John Kennedy, no, decided to talk about strap-ons, yep. and uh, he told us he told us like how he was not expecting that. And well, um, can you can you just briefly for people because that's right there, you, ears just perked up. Right. Strap-on, right what? Uh, um, yeah, because strap-ons. Wait a minute, what? John Kennedy strap-ons? Didn't we hear about that? In the, we heard <laughs> about that in the Monroe? '60s. Yeah. That was a different time. Yeah. Well, no, what's? No. Can you explain uh, John sure. Kennedy and strap-ons really quickly? Sure. So yeah. Secretary of State Alexei Janulius is, as many of you may know, also our chief librarian. And so he um, he advocated legislation that would um, would withhold state funding from any libraries that decided to ban books. And so he went to D.C. to um, testify between the uh, in front of the Judiciary Committee about why he thought it was important to not ban books altogether to give people the freedom to read what they like in America. Yeah. And so John Kennedy took it upon himself to read a section of a book about strap on in front of the yeah, Judiciary so, Committee to try right. to embarrass uh, Alexei Janulius. So the idea was that like uh, uh, he, uh, John, John Kennedy. Yeah. Uh, like, is should like, people be reading this? Yeah. Should people be reading strap ons? And he read that up. That, 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 yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not going to touch that joke. Okay. No, 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 no. I understand, but but so so it was it, it so it did he like I mean that obviously backfired uh, that yeah. that whole thing. Clip, and there are a bunch of memes out there, and you know he was yeah. he gave us sort of the the background. He's like, okay, so here's here's what it was really like in the room. The guy just showed up, did his strap on talk, and then walked out. And he said, <laughs> frankly, we, we we did not prepare for that. But he told us why he, he thought it was important, you know, to, for people to have the freedom to, to read books and for and for kids, a lot of young kids who are, you know, still kind of figure out who they are to be able to see their feelings reflected in literature and not sure. be told that it that it's shameful. Yeah. Um, so that was great. And then we finished the show with Rhyme Fest, who did an impromptu rap about what he thinks happened to his old friend Kanye West. 
and I was like, I wish we'd Facebook lived it because I was like, oh my gosh, how did he, like, I think he probably wrote it before, but he just, he just started rapping for about four minutes. And essentially what he said is he believes his friend is suffering. And I think a lot of people know this from mental illness and yeah. these are not his political views. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's, uh, it's gotten to the point now where it's like, it's not funny really. It's like, okay, yeah. uh, meds. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and seriously, I'm not joking. Like, I mean, I hope the guy, the guy finds some sort of peace there. But that's so he did a four and a half minute, four and a half minutes free form rap about yeah. Kanye. Yeah. Yeah. And it was beautiful. And it was about, you know, how Kanye's mom, you know, just when um, that, that she chose friends who who she believed could help him through his mental illness. And then. Um, as soon as he really kind of hit it big, his mom sadly died, and he right. and he really really needed her. He felt. Yeah. Yep. Wow, that's interesting. That's really great. So it turned out to be a fun show and a good show, and uh, yeah, uh, and a, and, a, and a great celebration. Um, tell me, you, you go through uh, really quickly for people who, who are interested. And I, we've talked a little bit about this in the past, but I, I want to maybe know a little bit more. How does the day start? You guys pitch ideas, correct? And you, you, you guys yeah. like pitch pitch. Do you each pitch five ideas, or how does that work? Well, we, you know, I, I wish I could say it was that spontaneous. Um, Justin is a planning freak. When um, I was at um, when I was at BZ, he was my boss. He was the executive producer of Top Programming, and so he likes to have things planned out for like several weeks in advance. So our our boards are pretty much like, hey, I think we're going to do this on this day, and then if news breaks, we switch it up. Mm. So, but we we're always coming in like, hey, I think we should do something on this at this time, or. I, hey, this just happened last night. I really think we should switch something up. So we meet at um, 9.30 in the morning and we kind of solidify what we're going to do that day. If there's breaking news, we can again switch it up. But um, so today I was writing a piece about, oh, a, a haunted house uh, that I went to. Do you oh, like haunted houses? I Oh, Monica, it's my favorite time of year coming up. Oh my um, gosh, I, I, I am a not. huge. I am a huge horror fanatic. It's my favorite thing in the world. I love horror movies. I love haunted houses. I love all that stuff. Where do you stand on on horror movies or anything like that, Monica? You you, you don't hate well, them. Well, do when you? I reviewed movies for the Sun Times and the Daily South Times and Tribune, I told um, my bosses I cannot do oh, scary movies you because can't do I won't it. do them justice. I'll just say this is horrible. No one should ever go to this, and that probably <laughs> is not fair. Right, <laughs> to... right, right, right. Um, now wait, so, wanna, hold course, on a second, Monica. Where, where does that go back? Does that go back to childhood? Did you freak out when you? Oh were a yeah, kid? like when when um, our church group got together and the kids went downstairs into the basement <laughs> while the parents, you know, ate a potluck dinner. Yeah. Um, and someone thought it would be great to turn the TV on to The Exorcist. Oh my god! And <laughs> we're, we're all like, you know, seven years old down there. Like, oh what god. the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was a problem. And oh. I was very religious, too, okay? Yeah, I can see that. Holy crap, because I thought my exorcist story was bad, because my dad took me to see The Exorcist in the theater when it came out. I was eight. Oh, my. What? I was what? eight. He took me to see it at the Gateway Theater, which is now the Copernicus Center. Okay, what was he thinking? I mean, I was just—it was just a bunch of kids in the basement watching the wrong thing. But see, yeah, to take your I know. Son, wow. No, my, my, my listen. By that, I, 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 maybe, maybe you and I haven't talked about this, but I started seeing really inappropriate movies at a very, very young age. Um, wow. I, I grew up in the grindhouses in the loop in the 70s and I wow. would see triple features at the Oriental Theater and you know double features at the Roosevelt and really inappropriate R-rated movies and um and it was fantastic for me as a kid because like 
all of my early movie going experiences were really rowdy and really with, you know, like most of the time my father and I were two of the only white people in the entire crowd. And wow. it was a fantastic experience, like culturally for me, <laughs> yeah. you know, to see all these movies. So by the time The Exorcist came out, I had seen a bunch of inappropriate stuff. And so my dad was like, yeah, I guess I'll take you to see it. And we didn't tell mm. my mom and my mom was furious. But yeah, so, but no, hold Exorcist it. Exorcist and The Omen and Amityville Horror, all those 70 things totally like, you yeah. know, and they're all bad dreams for the rest of my but life. But they're all similar in that, especially if you're like a church going religious kid. Yeah. Yeah. They'll freak you the fuck out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those like, are. This is real. Yeah. So okay. So you're in a. Ba- but I can't believe that you were in a basement of a. See, I think that that story's worse than my dad taking me <laughs> because you're in the basement of a church and they think it's appropriate for you kids to watch. Well, <laughs> the we exorcist. snuck. You know. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh, the, the grown-ups are upstairs. Let's just turn this on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. I, I, so I've hated them ever since. And so right. what do I do? I you know we're like okay guys, we need to do some Halloween coverage. Oh, there's this thing called um, Nightmare on Clark Street. Monica, you live near there. Why don't you go? It's it's press night tonight. And so my son, my 24-year-old son was supposed to go with me. He bailed. And then my partner was supposed to go with me. Oh, he had to take his son somewhere. And then my friend, in quotes, okay, he got sick. He started, like, barfing his guts out. So I'm like, okay, I can do this. I'm a grown-up. My, qu- my friend in yeah. quotes. I love that. The poor guy's puking, and you're like, yeah, you're my friend in quotes. <laughs> when he sees my story on Tuesday, he's going to love it. Um, anyway, so I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm 54 years old. I'm a reporter. This is my freaking job. Just go in and do the damn haunted house. Yeah. I walked five <laughs> steps in. I started screaming. I like grabbed some actor and I said, where is the emergency exit? You need to let me out now. He's like, okay. So I'm marching out and the publicist was like, what's going on? I'm like, I can't do this. Carrie or Justin are gonna have to do this. She's like, well, 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 how about if you just go with like someone, like one of those people over there? And I'm like, will one of those strangers let me like, clench onto their arm for 15 minutes yeah and i found this nice lady who um who let me go with her and and, and did you were you terrified the entire time i was totally even though i was with people and i kept saying this isn't real it is it's designed to um to send you into therapy for the rest of your life <laughs> it's like you know creepy killer dolls uh insane clowns um chainsaw people like people in ovens um rabid dogs it was every like oh you're not scared of that oh how about a spider i was like i'm still i'm still reeling from it wow okay so what's the story what's the angle that i mean besides you being traumatized how how did you how were you able to get yourself self together to write the story well, I just wrote, look, I was terrified and I only managed to go through by being with other people. But yeah. if you're someone who really loves this stuff, this is a scary place and you can yeah. spend 20 bucks and go through there. But just know it's going to have a lot of scary stuff. Wow. I, I'll tell you, um, I, I have noticed this. Um, as you, as I've just said to you, Monica, horror is my favorite. It's my favorite genre. I love, I love the genre. It's my favorite of all time. Oh. So I'm not freaked out by any of this stuff, really. I do, I do get freaked out, and that's one of the reasons I like it. But I have noticed this, uh, it, you know, to 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 just ju- you know to, to back you up on this. I've noticed that over the past like 15, 20 years, haunted houses have gotten a lot scarier and a lot crazier and a lot more intense. Yeah. Than they were when I was a kid. I don't know about you, but we would go to haunted houses when I was. A, we used to go to Amling's um, haunted house. 
and it was you'd walk in and there'd be like a dummy that went, you know, and that was about it. You'd walk, you'd walk through there and there'd be a scary pumpkin or something. Right. Yeah, but now, now they got people like, chasing you with chainsaws and you kicking you in the ass and stuff. I'm like, what is? Yeah. Like touching you even. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The last one I went to was like, yeah, at my church youth group. So I, you know, I don't. <laughs> and we weren't watching this. I was going to say, by the way, this whole segment has turned out to be a real advertisement for church. Uh, <laughs> right now yeah <laughs> all right um, so your church group traumatized you what happened here now well it was no it was like we were like oh hey youth group we're gonna make a haunted house and it was just like stick your oh. hand in a bag of spaghetti type thing yeah know? yeah 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 but, the old like um, close your eyes and oh it's brains right. or yeah yeah okay right um so yeah i was the wrong person to send to this but um, one of my coworkers was like oh this is going to be a great advertisement for people who want to be scared so okay cool um, i'm looking we'll, we'll look for that one uh at axios's story yeah it's a good thing it's just a short that it's a, it's a short story you don't have to write a whole you know in-depth right. piece you know about it that's the great thing about this you know every time i feel like oh you, you can't be overwhelmed by the stories because they're 300 words tops <laughs> So right, um, right. lots of pictures, right. 300 words. There you go. Wow. Okay. So I didn't know that about you. How did I, how do I know? Again, we've known each other for decades, Avonika. How did I not know that you were traumatized by The Exorcist as a child? How did that never come? I don't come? know. I don't, I don't, maybe we didn't talk scary movies. So what um, did you, now to get back to what you were, what, so what, do you remember some of the reviews that you did for the Sun-Times when you were reviewing movies? What were some of the, the, the most memorable ones? Do you remember? I'm trying to think. Um, well, you know, it was always it was always the ones that uh, either Ebert didn't want to do, yeah. or that Gene Siskel didn't want to do, or Michael Wilmington. So yeah. I'd always, I'd get. I'm trying to think if there was ever a good one. I'd always get, or like <laughs> some, you know, like indie film festival ones. Yeah. So um, I remember there. Remember when Larry David had his first um, movie called Sour, Sour Grapes. Grapes? Sour Grapes. Yeah, I right. love that movie. <laughs> And, well, I went to that with Alan Johnson, who was the comedy writer yeah. at the Tribune. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and I was like, wow, that was pretty terrible. And he's like, oh, it was really good. And so I was like, okay, so I'll give it one star, maybe two stars. And then Rick Hogan's like, I can't, I can't believe you gave it two stars. It was the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. Um, so, yeah, there were those films, and, you know. Of course, I can't even remember. I, mean, I, can't, I love that you at, reviewed yeah. sour grapes. That's yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah, I'm in the I'm in Alan's group on that one. I'm a fan of that movie. I love. I, I gotta I, watch it again. And no, see. you don't. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You're good. I uh, I'm yeah. just a, I'm just a big fan. okay. I love that. I am I am I, I just I want to look this up. Is it is your review out there? It's got to be. Out oh there, yeah, right? it's in, it's in the Tribune uh, archives. I, okay. I'm afraid to look it up because I was oh, like no. I, felt, I was so traumatized by Rick who told me that I gave it the wrong number of stars. <laughs> I can't God. wait to read it. That's the first thing I'm doing when we're done recording. I'm yeah. going to read Monica Eng's review of Sour Grapes, Larry okay. David Sour Grapes, which about seven people saw by the way. So you're yeah that that thing. My review wasn't that influential. <laughs> No, maybe it was. Maybe people stayed away from it because you didn't like it. So that's, yeah. you know, because it didn't make any money. Oh, that's great. Okay. So the movie, did you like reviewing movies or was it just like, I don't I know. I did. You know, I, you know, I reviewed a lot of films for the Daily South Town. There was a time when I just got back from Uzbekistan that I was reviewing five or six movies a week. Mm-hmm. And I would see Roger in there, um, who is an old friend of mine. And yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I remember calling him and saying, Roger, I can't, I don't know how you do this. I do not care about five movies a week. And I can't <laughs> like work up the enthusiasm to write 700 words on every one of them. Yeah. 
And so he said, you know, just pretend you're talking to your mom. Like, where would you jump in and like start telling her about this? Oh, that's good. And that got me through. But yeah, uh, Roger, was Roger was. was I mean, I that's what I do, Monica. You know, I'm a, I'm a film critic, and so I see yeah. five to six movies a week, um, as you said, and it does sometimes get maddening, especially when you have to sit through stuff like, you know, Expendables four. Yeah. Uh, you know, preceded by The Nun 2. You know what I mean? Right. Things like that. <laughs> things like, it's, it's been a rough couple of weeks, I got to say. It's been a rough couple of weeks. Because I can give you the sequels. Expendables 4, Nuns 2, and that goddamn Greek wedding. That third Greek wedding thing. Oh, wow. my God. So, yeah, not good. But that's fun that you that you got to uh, review uh, some of those movies. Yeah. And give you, you know, I, one of my favorite Roger stories is, because uh, I knew I, I knew Roger, you know, because I've yeah. been a film critic for so many years. So I was in the screening room. I knew him. And I remember after a screening of uh, Freddie Got Fingered. Um, mm. I, I don't know if you're familiar with Freddie Got Fingered. Uh, no, no. It's a <laughs> it's a it's Tom Green. Remember Tom Green? Shock comic oh, right. talk show yeah, host yeah, yeah, yeah. who married Drew Barrymore for 15 right. minutes. Remember? OK. Uh, well, he made a movie that he wrote, directed, and starred in called Freddie Got Fingered. Hmm. And it is widely considered by the vast majority of human beings to be one of the worst movies ever made. And I think it's genius. And I love it. And this, they screened it. I don't know how, why, but they screened it for us <laughs> in, at Lake Street at the screening room. Uh-huh. Uh, and then afterward, and I was laughing during the entire movie. I was the only one in the, in the La- like room. so bad it's good. No, laughing? no, no. I think it's wow. genius, and I'm I'm a big fan yeah. of Tom Green. I'm a big fan. Uh, and so, like after the movie, um, I'm waiting for the elevator, and Roger comes out, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we get in the elevator together. It's just me and Raj, and and he goes, "Did I hear you laughing at that?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I think it's great." He goes, "You liked that movie, yeah?" And he goes. Jesus, Nick, I thought I knew you. And that was my favorite exchange that I've ever had. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, Jesus, Nick, I thought I knew you. <laughs> yeah. And then well, he I'll, gave I'll he gave it a zero it he gave it a zero star review, like everybody. Oh did. wow. And yeah. then like he he mentioned he didn't mention me by name, but he made reference to being in an elevator with a colleague who actually who actually liked it. And I was like, Okay, cool. All right. No accounting for taste. Yeah. Well Jesus. Yeah. when I tell you about my trip to Champaign Urbana, a yeah. lot of it is about Roger. Yes, because it, did, did you go for Ebert Fest? Is that no? I went for a festival called the Pygmalion Fest, and it's a music and literature festival. Oh. So I went down to talk about my book. Okay. And the book, guy by the who way, runs... but, I'm sorry. By the way, called Made in Chicago: Stories Great. Behind Thirty Great Homebound Hometown Bites, written with uh, David Hammond. A fantastic book that we've talked about here on this podcast a few times. I love oh. it. Thank I just wanted to give it a plug. plug. So there you yeah. are. You're in. You're in Champaign Urbana. Please continue. Right, and we're giving a presentation um, at this uh, literary and music festival about it, and um, and the guy who runs the festival, his name is Seth Fine. He um, he also has a few properties in Chicago in, in Champaign Urbana, including the childhood home of Roger Ebert. Is that right? And he put me up in the house. Oh, come on, really? That's great. Yeah, and yeah, and, and regular folks out there can rent the house. Um, it's a two-bedroom house that they've decorated in mid-century modern, so it looks a lot like when Roger lived there. They kept a lot of the um, the mid-century modern uh, aspects of it, like a an ironing board in the dining room that Roger talks about in his book that his mom would yeah. iron their clothes yeah, on. Yeah. Oh, that's so and, cool. And they've got like pictures of him. They've got a big Beyond the Valley of the Dolls poster in there. Oh, awesome. And oh. antique projectors, antique uh, little Super 8 cameras. 
And it was just delightful. And I I, I don't believe in ghosts. And yeah. I never believe it. But I swear to God, when I was sleeping in Roger's bedroom, I found out because like they have the whole chapter about the house in his book in there. Yeah. Um, I swear to God, like there was a friendly ghost in the middle of the night who said, hey, Monica, you should float up by this door. I'm like, why? I don't understand. And I really believe it. Like I've never been one of these people like, oh, this, this ghost came to me. But it was like it. It, in my mind, it was Roger, and because I, I was reading Life Itself, they, they have a you know a collection of, of his books, including sure. his biography, Life Itself, autobiography yeah. there. Yeah. And um and it, they've just they've decorated it in such a lovely fashion. They've got Urbana High, you know, varsity sweatshirts up there, oh, and they've man, got that's so um, cool. yeah. So anybody who wants to can rent it out on Airbnb. That's amazing. That's really really cool. So if you're going down to Champagne. Um, Urbana uh, to see, see if your you kids can... or to see a game or to yeah. just head down there or go to Green Street to get drunk uh, whatever you there wanna... you go yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you can stop by Roger's house that's so cool that's so cool yeah. now see now here's the thing though now you go down to Champagne you do this story you have now I want to get back to your trip to Champagne I want to talk about how the festival went for you as well but mm-hmm. you stay in Roger's house you say there was a ghost in there and yet this dumbass haunted house scares you in... <laughs> Well, yeah, because like Roger did not appear with a chainsaw in his oh, hand. Oh, he didn't. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> he left that. He left that. He left that. You know, he gave Texas Chainsaw Massacre four stars. By the way, oh, I don't know. Oh boy, yeah, I didn't know that. He gave last. He gave Last House on the Left four stars too, and that's a notorious oh, review wow. by Roger. Um, but okay, so fake haunted house, scary. Real haunted house, not, because it's Roger yeah. who's haunting the house. And it's a friendly ghost. And, exactly. and, you know, okay, this is a terrible thing that I didn't know, because I read part of Life Itself, but I, I you know, I, I went right to the pictures in the middle of his biography, and right there is a portrait he took of my mother and my sister and me. I, I didn't even remember that. Oh, that's that. so lovely. Yeah, yeah. I, for people who don't know, you guys were very close. You knew you knew Roger yeah. for, for a yeah. while. Yeah, he was like my stepfather. Yeah, yeah, so that's great. And Roger was a, a, an amazing dude. And it's nice that he still, maybe he only haunts pe- for people that he likes. Yeah, that, he just wants to say, hey, how's it going? So yeah. cool that you're staying in my childhood bedroom. Yeah, like if I stay yeah. there, he goes, what the hell is wrong with you with that Freddie Got yeah. Fingered review? You exactly, know? <laughs> yeah. I thought <laughs> I knew you, Nick. I thought I knew you, you, Nick. Are in my childhood bedroom. You can't sleep in my bed. You like Freddie Got Fingered. What the hell yeah. is going on? <laughs> All right, so the trip itself, the festival, tell me a little bit about that. You were talking about your book. How'd that go for you? It was great. You know, um, they have, you know, seven different venues, you know, with with bands and arts uh, artisans and uh, literary readings. And they kept saying, oh, you guys are going to do your reading. We can't wait to, I'm like, no, when we do this, we do not do a reading. I always think of readings like standing up there and kind of in a monotone voice. We, uh, we basically do a comedy routine about different Chicago foods, and we've got um, pictures and posters of them, and we give yeah. out prizes. And first prize is one bottle of Malort, and well, second Malort prize is two good. bottles of Malort. <laughs> but we didn't even do that this time because Malort sponsors the festival. God, you got Malort to sp- oh, you they sponsored that that festival. Yeah, festival, yeah. And so Holy it's like shit. all of the presenters. It's like all the Malort you can drink, and Malort tattoos, <sighs> and Malort pins, and T-shirts. You know, I got to tell you, Monica, it's astonishing to me how legendary that stuff has become because I started drinking it before it became hip. Yeah. Uh, I went to Simon's on Clark in the early 90s when there were three bottles of Malort that had dust on them behind the bar and did a shot of it at the the insistent. No, now it's hipster. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I've I've had had gallons of that shit. uh, Trust me, I've. 
lot. Well, you know, it's it's interesting because, you know, I talk to people at the, the Chicago Handshake and nobody over 50 that I know even knows what that is. Everybody <laughs> under 30 is like, of course, it's Chicago Handshake. It's an old Chicago tradition. Yeah. No, it was invented like in 2011. It's exactly right. Um, and, but you know, I didn't expect it, but I (laughs) now really like it. I don't like hard alcohol at all, but this just tastes like a bitter for me. And I really like bitter stuff. It's Monica, I, the, the, the pamphlet or the little note on the bottle. Right. Uh, is completely true because it says the first time you'll hate it. The second time you'll hate it. The third time you, you will like it and then we will have you. And that's absolutely true. And you told me that. And and you said my fourth time, I'll like it. And I do now. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's insane, right? Yeah. Uh, Because it just does. It's it's got a little bitter taste. So it's got a very, it's it's like hot grapefruit is kind of what, uh, uh, you know. And it's not that, it's it's only 70 proofs. It's not going to knock you on your ass or anything. It's, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, Malort. And that's, and, and by the way, that's in your book. Yep. Um, yep. Made in Chicago. And for people who want to check it out, it's fantastic. You got the gym shoe in here, Euros, Italian beef sandwiches, where you can get the best stuff. Pizza puff, the rainbow cone, um, <clears throat> uh, the Chicago mix, Chicago style egg roll, Chicago dog, deep dish pizza, all of that great stuff. It's a terrific book. I've been plugging this thing for a long time. Oh, but it's thank you. Made in We're Chicago third stories. printing. Yeah, I know. Isn't that cr- it's so good? I'm so happy because also, as I mentioned this thank to you, you before, not only is it a great book and a fun book and a great guide to have if you want to try three you know, 30 great things that are Chicago-related food and drink-wise. But it's also just a, a really beautifully put-together book. The pictures are great. Uh, it's colorful. It's a great. It's oh, just terrific. You. I, I really love it. And I'm glad that you uh, had a great time down in Champaign uh, celebrating. Yeah. The I got to visit my daughter and see her rugby game. And so uh, it was uh, one-stop shopping. Boy, you have some athletic kids, Monica. What's going on there? You know, I don't know where they get. It. I mean, I I did gymnastics and I did like you know park district softball, but uh, they're they're much more athletic. I didn't do any you know any athletics in college, but they're. No, we talked we talked about you talked we talked a little bit about uh, your son hot dogging it on the football field the last time. Um, oh yeah, playing in France, and he's yeah. finally back from France. Now he's he's substitute teaching um, as he prepares for his next move. But I yeah. love hearing his tales of, of trying to. It's like when you have bratty kids and then they have to calm down bratty kids. I'm like, oh, these kids were talking <laughs> right. back to an adult. Right. How strange. It's about time. You, it's payback now. Yeah. It's payback time. Um, and speaking of, of teaching, how is that going with you? How are you doing in that, in that um, regard? Because you teach some classes now, right? Yeah, well, I, mostly in the, during the summer. So um, I, I taught food writing uh, at Northwestern's uh, Medill School of Journalism this summer. Mm-hmm. And so I took the kids um, to uh, Albany Park, uh, Devon, and um, Chinatown. And where else did we go? Oh, we went to Argyle, the Vietnamese neighborhood. And, um, and you know, I said, okay, let's look for foods that we're interested in researching and let's see how we can get to know this culture through the neighborhood. And so they gave me a budget and I was able to take them to a few restaurants in each place. And so yeah. that was great. Yeah, yeah, it was great to get to know these kids and to kind of watch them, you know, like for the first time have South Asian food, for the first time have Korean food. Yeah, but like real stuff, not uh, yeah. going to oh, the yeah. real places. That's great. Yeah. Well, you mentioned uh, Albany Park, one of the places that you went to with your students is Albany Park. But you, uh, you, you, uh, t- you, did you write about Albany Park snacks? I did. Now, um, I lived in I Albany Park. I lived in Albany but... Park for a few years. Yeah. Uh, I lived in Albany Park for a few years, and I and I find it to be a fascinating and and uh, an interesting and and weird and wonderful kind of a neighborhood. Um, 
culturally and everything. I just, I think it's really, and you can get some really cool authentic food in Albany Park. Oh my gosh, you know, whether it's Middle Eastern or Latino or Asian, it's all there. At one time it was one of the most, it was the most ethnically diverse neighborhood in America. Now Jackson Heights and Queens has taken over that um, mantle, mm. but it's still really um, full of a lot of first generation immigrants who are bringing incredible food to the area. And one of those foods that I um, recently tried, it's called the crazy snack. Okay, wait, wait, um, wait. <laughs> you can be a little bit more specific about that. Uh, well, what's, it's what's, called... what, what is it? It's crazy? <laughs> well, it's called uh, uh, La Merienda de Locos in, in Spanish. Okay. But there's a dude at um, Lawrence and Kimball, just actually a little bit west of Kimball. Um, okay, right at the train is, station? I mean... Like across the street from the train across, station. Okay, all right. And his name is Cornelio Palma. Mm -hmm. And he has created... He's got a, a, a van... And he's got big pictures of some of the things that he's created, and one of them called the crazy snack. And I said, okay, tell me how you created the crazy snack. And it's got jicama, mango, cucumber, gummy butterflies, gummy what? bears, Doritos, Takis, tamarind spaghetti noodles, um, lime, chili, and chamoy, which is this kind of like a liquid... Uh, sort of like liquid tamarind, and, wow. uh, and I that said, sounds crazy. Well, it, it, I think it lives up to crazy. its name. Yeah, and um, and then he he'll, he'll hand that to you, and it's for ten bucks. Like like five people can eat this snack, and there it's all sorts of like sweet, sour, spicy, crunchy, gushy, and he says that mostly um, mostly adults buy it. And he said, it's not so much for kids. The kids will get a snow cones, but it's mostly adults that get it. And these tamarind noodles, they're they're called squinkles, and they're yeah. um, they're from yeah. Latin America. You've seen squinkles? Uh, yeah, I've had them. We, we've <laughs> uh, we've uh, uh, Esmeralda and I have done um, Mexican candy taste tests. Oh, there you go. So you know squinkles. Yeah, I love the squinkle. I love them. Yes, I love this. I, I fell in love with the squinkles. Me too. And the, I love the sauce you dip them in. Oh, yeah, it, that's chamoy. Yep. Yeah, that stuff is deli it's delicious. So you would love a crazy snack because yeah. you also get some Takis and Doritos thrown in. And I love, I've said, I said, oh, so you, you've got squinkles. He's like, yes, it's squinkles. <laughs> I love so, those things. So all of that. I'm so as the, so the snack itself. What is it? A little overwhelming? Is it too much? Or how is it's, it? It's a lot. I mean, yeah. But if you want something like if you want something for everyone, I said you can buy it as a host gift when you show up at someone's house for dinner, or it can be a centerpiece. Like while everyone's having their drinks, you can put it out, and someone who wants more of like a Dorito experience can have that. Someone who wants fruit can have that. Someone who just wants a handful of squinkles. <laughs> so you can have that. And it looks really beautiful. It's in today's newsletter, and I can send you a link. And I've got you know really nice pictures of it, and of Cornelio holding it. Oh, that's all. Yeah, please send that, and uh, and I'll 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 throw it up on my uh, on my social media so people can check it out for sure uh, as you're listening to it. But yeah, no, I would I would love to check that. Boy, that sounds right up my alley. And Lawrence and Kimball, I used to live. I lived at St. Louis and uh, and and Wilson. Okay, like for, so you were for, pretty close, yeah. Right there, and I used to take the Brown Line down to you know uh, the radio station all the time, and I would stop at you know Lawrence and, and Kimball right there. There, there would always be uh, like a food cart outside at that yep. corner all the time. Maybe it was Cornelio. Maybe it was, and I just didn't take advantage of the craziness. I, yeah. uh, I, <laughs> he also invented something called La Rusa. I'm like, what is La Rusa? He says it's a squirt 
and which is squirt. Yeah. And um, and then some chamoy and some hot sauce and some um, lime. And I'm like, why do you call it La Rosa? He's like, oh, because I think that's what people drink in Russia. I'm like, you're crazy, man. I don't think anyone's drinking that in Russia. Wait, 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 wait. La Rosa means the Russian person. Right, like, right. So, but he thinks squirt and hot and and what? And And I I said, I said, you're joking. He's like, okay, I'm joking, but it's a good (laughs) name. Wow, I like this guy. So he's got the... The La Russa, which is the squirt and hot sauce, or uh... yeah, and like uh, and uh, and then lime juice, and you'll see a picture of it. He's got a picture of La Russa behind him in, oh, this, okay. um, in this picture okay. too. And then the crazy snack, and this is all yeah. can be found uh, near Lawrence and Kimball in yeah. uh, the wonderful world of Albany Park. What restaurants did you take your uh, did, to, to your students in Albany Park? Do you remember what restaurant? Uh, um, I took them to, wow, shoot, what is the name of that Afghan restaurant right there near, um, right there near Nuno Kebab? Mm, okay. Um, but it was an Afghan restaurant in, uh, in, in Albany Park. Yeah, Lawrence. And then we went to you could get... Alicia's Pupusas. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying, could you get... Can... Yeah. God, there's so many great restaurants in that in that in, in, in that area. I'm telling you, really, really great. Yeah, I mean, if you want like Middle Eastern, you want great Iranian. That you can get that great uh, Palestinian. You can get that Peruvian, Brazilian, Korean, Korean Chinese, um, Salvadoran. I mean, it's all right there. Yeah, it's such a great neighborhood. Turkish. Uh, you know what neighborhood I hadn't been in in a long time, and I uh, just like about a month and a half ago, a couple of months ago, I went to go see Sarah Sherman um, from SNL. Oh yeah, um, and her she is known as uh, in the underground comedy circuit as Sarah Squirm because she does really gross, insane, weird comedy. Ooh. and I love her, and she's a she's now a cast a very great cast member for her doing after her second season on SNL. So she played that at at, uh, at Talia Hall, um, you know, a couple of months ago, and I went, mm-hmm. and I had not walked around Pilsen in years. Oh, it's, it's changed. It has yeah, changed, but it's so cool still. I love Pilsen. Yeah. I yeah. love Pilsen. Uh, what are some of your favorite places? Are there places in Pilsen that you still love to go to? I love Carnitas Don Pedro, right mm-hmm. there on um, right there on 18th Street. It's uh, you know you go in the morning for breakfast and you get like fresh tortillas and like this heaping pile of tender confit pork and mm-hmm. then some salsas and and onions and um, cilantro and it's like I'm just like shoving that stuff in my face all day long. Yeah. Um, and you can get chicharron, which are the crispy skins. I really like going to La Michoacana, which is, um, it's a super Michoacana, which are those ice cream places oh, with yeah. all sorts of cool yeah, fruit yeah. and ice cream snacks. Yeah. Um, and then I really like uh, Cafe Da, which is, uh, you know, it's a Vietnamese uh, sort of newcomer there. But I love their iced coffee with like custardy ice cream in there and their, mm-hmm. their fish sauce wings. Um, where do you, and, and I like, you know, any of the taquerias. How about you? Well, I mean, there are a million, but I hadn't been there in, in, in such a long time and I was walking around and I just, I forgot how much I liked that neighborhood. Um, yeah. I mean, it Hall. was just, the Italia Hall is beautiful. And not only, you know, you just walk down in, walk down the streets in that neighborhood and there are people, there are people, it's just alive. There's graffiti, beautiful graffiti all over the walls and, you know, like murals. Oh yeah, and stuff the murals. Like that. They're yeah. beautiful. And like people are sitting out on their lawn chairs in front of their places of business playing music. And I don't know, it just has that, it has a great, wonderful, quote unquote, neighborhood feel to it. 
yeah. that you don't and, get in a lot of neighborhoods in Chicago, but it just felt genuinely alive while I was there. And, and I've forgotten, I forgotten that feeling. Every time I go to Pilsen, I feel that way. And I was like, man, it's been too long. It had been, yeah. I think the last time I was there was before the pandemic was the last time I was in Pilsen. Wow. Um, and so it was a while and I just kind of wandered around. And of course I went to the, uh, you know, because it's right next to Talia Hall, I went to the barbecue place. Um, oh yeah. Um, Wood, no, is it Woody's? No. It's, Woody's. Uh, is it Woody's? Yeah. yeah Woody's. Uh, yeah. And I went, I went to the, cause that place is it's no, right honky there. Tonk, honky Tonk. Honky Tonk. Yes. Honky Tonk yeah. barbecue. That's it. Yeah. Honky Tonk. And I went there of course, cause it's right there. And I was like, well, I've been here a million times and it's, yeah, it's great. Oh, it's still fantastic at that, at that place. So that, anyway, um, uh, so uh, Pilsen and Albany Park, a lot of great places in Chicago. Now, before we uh, before we let you go, uh, you did mention that you wanted to talk about composting. Right. Can we so, can we talk a little composting, Monica, yes, with you? Yeah, let's, let's, who let's doesn't talk. want to talk about composting? <laughs> we already um, covered John Kennedy and strap-ons. Let's go right to composting now. <laughs> well, I mean, this is something that I bother the Department of Streets and Sanitation about several times a year because 20% by weight of all Chicago garbage is organic matter that can be composted. It does not have to go to the landfill, and instead it can become beautiful compost to make your garden grow, and it can create methane to create... Um, renewable energy. So there's this woman, Erica Allen, who has the Urban Growers Collective, used to be Growing Home or Growing Power, and she's created basically like this giant blender in Auburn Gresham, like the size of three houses. And you can dump all of Chicago's, well, okay, about a tenth of Chicago's food waste in there. It spins it around, it grinds it up like a food processor. On one side, it creates compost to, again, you know, for farming and gardening. Yeah. On the other side, it captures methane that can go straight into a people's gas pipe and power our homes. And I'm so excited by it. And I really hope the city um, ends up kind of sending a lot of our food waste there for people who don't compost at home or in their backyard, which is obviously the best way. And so I'm really excited to see that Brandon Johnson's um, his transition committee report, the environment report, said that they want to see um, citywide curbside composting because so many other cities, Seattle's doing it, San Francisco's doing it, Portland. Why can't we? Why why does our garbage have to? Why does our food have to go to the landfill to create more methane to drive climate change? Yeah. Why can't we be smart yeah. about this? Yeah. Wow. That's good. so. Is is there any headway being made? Is I mean, you know, with with, with Johnson winning the election. Have things changed in that regard? Does it look better that it's gonna that, that that composting might be a more easier thing to do for for Chicagoans? Um, well, I hope so. Tomorrow, I'm interviewing Angela Tovar, who is the uh, the chief sustainability officer, who was just reconfirmed under Johnson. She was here under Lori, and I'm gonna really kind of push her and say it says right there in the transition report that Chicago should get its you know finally get curbside composting are you gonna are you gonna do that and mm-hmm. we'll see what she says okay curbside composting it's good it would be good for everybody it sounds like a it sounds That's like right. a plan all right so you got to spearhead that monica I, I i oh believe me when they see me coming they're like oh no she's gonna ask us about <laughs> composting again <laughs> not the compost lady again oh my god yes. that's that's what you want to be known as monica you want to be known as the compost that's right. lady that's, that's right <laughs> take all that stinky food and grind it up there you go well well listen uh monica god it's such a it's always such a blast to talk to you and Same. um and i was just checking my phone and i did get the uh the story from axios with a picture of the crazy food and the and the gentleman himself holding it up there so you I, go cornelia it and yeah. we will link it up onto my uh on my social medias when this uh when this uh, uh drops this podcast drops um anything else that uh, uh, that you guys are going to be working on um in in the near future that you can't expand upon uh but stuff that you stories that you're working on uh that you might be able to talk about the next time you join me 
Well, um, tomorrow night I'm going to the opening of the Guinness Brewery to see what kind of good food they have and see how non-alcoholic Guinness uh, tastes. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be fun. Uh, and where where is the Guinness Brewery where, again for people? It's um it's around that whole Fulton Market area. Okay. Okay. So uh, and we're gonna be I think the only second in in the United States. And right. I hope that it's going to bring a lot of tourism. So we'll see if that's going to happen. I'm going to be looking at, um, there was this really great uh, Curious City story about how there are all these regulations about dog parks. Like you are not allowed to bring your dog to a dog park without having um, all of their shots, like um, like a card, like your, like your Vax card, showing what shots they've had and registering them with the city. But what Curious City found was that nobody is enforcing that. And so I'm asking the park district, you know, I don't want to be like narc lady, you know, hey, that guy over there didn't get right. his dog distemper shots. But I mean, why have rules if we don't enforce them? So right. I'm going to be looking at okay. that. That's cool. Uh, and the well, best coffee in Chicago. What, where would you say it's the best coffee in Chicago? I, we just, But it, does it have to be a local, like a, a business? No, no. I, it could be I, Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I know, right? Isn't I, it good? <laughs> and it's affordable. I, yeah, I mean it goes. I mean, for me, I don't drink. I don't drink coffee. I don't because I, I I stopped the caffeine a long time ago. Okay. But uh, if I do decaf or anything like that, but when I did drink coffee, always Dunkin' Donuts. I yeah. mean, always. It's, I mean, it's I, good stuff. Oh, and then the it, last it, thing is yeah. I'm doing. Um, what's well, we're doing a series called Unpopular Opinion, and I've got an unpopular opinion that I totally understand the need for unisex bathrooms, but can guys please clean up when they pee on the floor? I mean, come on. I even took a picture. If we're going to be sharing bathrooms, women and men, can you just like, if you, if you aim and you miss, wipe it up. Uh, you know what's amazing to me? And this is, this is true. This is true, Monica. Every, any woman that I've ever, you know, spent time with or who I've lived with or whatever, I don't, I, I, honest to God, Monica, I do not understand why this, this cliche, and I know it's a true thing, uh, why men keep, the, you know, uh, keep the seat up. Uh, or, yeah. you know, you know, like, I, I don't know how I, I live alone. Okay. And if you were to go into my bathroom right now, not only would, would the, would the seat be down, but the lid would be down as well. Like I, when I'm done, I, the whole thing goes down. I, I've had many complaints from the women that I've been married to and or dated, <laughs> mm-hmm. but never, they could always to their grave say, well, Nick always put the toilet seat down. And I never, I don't understand that. And I don't understand yeah. pissing on the floor. How do you, I don't, I just don't understand. I mean, I don't understand. I just don't get it. I don't yeah. know. Well, thank you for putting the seat down. <laughs> but I don't even know how that's an issue. I swear to God, I don't even know how, how yeah. difficult is it? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think I it's, know. it's, it's uh, but, stubbornness. But then again, pissing all over the floor in a men's room, I don't, you know, men are slobs, I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Well, now Listen, that, you know, we'll be sharing with them, I guess we have yeah. to... Uh, now here's the question though: Do you do you want to share uh, the do you want to share the troughs at Wrigley? Because that's you yeah, know. I don't. I, I think that, I, I don't. I don't think they're going to do the trough thing, and that would be you know sort of like <laughs> just just the angles are difficult for ladies. Um, so yeah, I, uh, actually, I, by the way, works out. really quickly, Monica, I went to a drive-in that my friends run, uh, Mike and Mia Kurz. They run the Midway Drive-in Theater in um, Dixon, Illinois. And it's a great drive-in, great old-fashioned drive-in. I went out there uh, a couple of weeks ago. And in their men's room, they actually have a female urinal. Oh, They have a urinal, like the middle urinal in the men's room is designed for women. It's a female urinal. No stall? No privacy stall? 
not, not in the men's room. No, it's a men's room. It's so that yeah. you can just pee anywhere you want in the men's room. But yeah. but for some reason, in the men's room, there are three urinals, and the middle one is a female urinal. Hmm. I took a picture of it. I'll send it to you. Yeah, please send that picture. Because <laughs> maybe that would actually be good for my story. I'll yeah. give you photo credit. Uh, okay, I will send yeah. you the picture of the female urinal that's in the men's room at the Midway Drive-In in Dixon, Illinois. All right, perfect. Well, <laughs> thank you so much, Nick. This has been a blast. Okay, cool. Monica Eng, everybody. Check her out at axios.com slash local. Go to Chicago. Subscribe to your newsletter. Get your email in there. Get the newsletter. Uh, and it's great. And of course, pick up the book Made in Chicago Stories Behind 30 Great Hometown Bites by Monica and uh, Monica Eng and uh, David Hammond. Always a blast, Monica. And, uh, and I'll talk to you soon, okay? Yeah, for sure. Okay, buddy. Take care. Take care. All right. Monica Eng, everybody. Man, she's the best. All right. You know who else is the best? Esmeralda Leon. Esmeralda. Yeah. Esmeralda Leon. Yeah. Esmeralda. Talking about that Esma, Esmeralda Leon, yeah, Esmeralda, yeah, yeah, oh, Esmeralda Leon, yeah, yeah, get yourself some Esma, love me some Esma, Esmeralda Leon, yeah, Esmeralda, Esmeralda, that's right. That's the Esmeralda Leon theme song, which means it's time to talk to Esmeralda Leon. Hi, Esmeralda Leon. Hello, How Nick DiGilio. <laughs> Do you like that when people just say your full name? Hello, Esmeralda um, Leon. I don't <laughs> mind it, I guess. <laughs> it's not a common I really go, thing, how dare you say yeah. my whole full name? That's right. That's right. <laughs> they want to stick with Esma. That's uh, that's what that's mm-hmm. That's that's what they that's what they uh, that's what they should stick with. Um, I'll like, give you asthma. That's right. <laughs> that's what Ted Knight calls you. I'll Ted give Knight you calls. asthma. That's right. Yep. Whenever I see him. Whenever you see Ted Knight, because you know sometimes he drives us uh, around after a round mm-hmm. of, uh, of for the record. Sure. With slap slap. He got that job somehow. Hey, by the way, you know uh, the last uh, uh, little visit we had with Slap Slapley. You know, mm-hmm. our, our British friend, Slap Slapley. Yes, yes. Yes, he is, he is very good friends with Tom Hush, the executive producer of the Steve Cochran Morning Show that you can hear every morning from mm-hmm. 5.30 to 9 on the mm-hmm. WLS 89, uh, Big, 80, Big 89, 890. Um, anyway, um, we, we got, by, by the way, that was the first time uh, that my girlfriend Julie had ever heard us with Slap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she laughed her ass off. She was like, this is nice. the funniest thing I've ever heard. You, you guys are so <laughs> hilarious. So she loved you on it, and she you know, she just thought it was so so funny. But she had never heard Slap before. Yeah. And I had to explain. Well, that's a good sign. Yeah. I had We're to doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> We're entertaining somebody. At least one person is right? entertained. <laughs> At um, least one. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but, she, but she really loved it and thought it was funny, and I had to explain the whole history of Slap and how it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, uh, you know, it was, it was a long time between visits, Esmeralda. We, I guess I, because uh, uh, Tom's friend Slap, or, or you know, uh, you know uh, um, Slap's friend Tom was telling me, you know, uh, you haven't had my friend Slap on in a while. What the hell, man? Mm. And I went, oh. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, we had to hear it from Tom. Yeah, Tom had Slap, to tell wasn't me, yeah. <laughs> Slap was Slap is a little too shy, you know, to tell me himself. To assert right. himself and say, "I would like to come back on the podcast." So, yeah. so we're gonna have him yeah. on a little bit. We're gonna have him on a little bit more regularly, Esmeralda. Nice. But nice. I will say this, you know, 
slap is almost completely out of for the record uh quiz cards right so i picked up a brand new giant set of cards that are all 80s and 90s pop culture questions oh well perfect yeah perfect. So, so that's perfect for us um and it will cover it covers um uh, pop culture in general news music movies and tv mm-hmm. of the nice. 80s and 90s so that's like right in our wheelhouse you know yeah that's so. that's a uh, good job so the next time slap's going to be on we're going to change it up a little bit instead of just doing strictly music stuff it's going to be all pop culture from the 80s and 90s and and slap was like well yes perhaps i'll win an emmy now so that <laughs> <laughs> that's what was stopping them they didn't they they thought there was they needed more variety yeah that's and what now was. maybe i think He's going to get it. He's going to win the Lifetime <laughs> Achievement Pop Culture Quiz Award. I think that's mm-hmm, something, mm-hmm. something I just made up. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. yeah. But does yeah. exist. It does exist. In, in our world, yeah, it does. Man. So anyway, uh-oh. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Hi. Nick's Hi, show. Carrie. How are you doing, Carrie? Oh, she's wearing a Salt Shed t-shirt. Oh. Oh, hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. That's right. Well, that doorbell and that creaking is going to happen a little bit later. Not only Carrie, but my dad's going to be here to tell a joke. Yeah, very nice. Always look forward to that. Every Tuesday, my 82-year-old dad, uh, who tells jokes every day that he works at Jewel for hours, uh, and and, uh, is going to tell a joke, as he always does on uh, on Tuesdays. And he's also going to tell a joke live on stage, three of them, actually. Um, oh, exciting. At the Nick D Podcast Live, our next live event. It's been too long, Esmeralda. It's been too long that we've, that we've mm-hmm. been there. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. So uh, if that's on Tuesday, October 24th. We're going to do some Halloween stuff. I got some crazy candy eyeballs that we're going to hand out to everybody, Esmeralda. Oh. Oh, and we'll do that, and we'll talk about scary stuff and Halloween stuff. And, and our special guest is going to be Andrea Darlis who uh, we both Very worked nice. with at the Car Wash mm-hmm. at WGN, mm-hmm. who now hosts podcasts and is also a regular on the Steve Cochran Show on WLS. Andrea Darlis is going to be a special guest. You'll get to meet her and talk to her and uh, and say hi to her. You guys, it's going to be great. She's very entertaining and very fun, and you know we'll have a lot to talk about. My dad's going to close the show by coming up and telling jokes, and uh, it'll be me and you, Esmeralda, and we're going to talk about all kinds of, uh, all kinds of crazy stuff. And, it's uh, going to be a barrel of laughs. I mean, a giant barrel. A, 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 a barrel. We'll get to do a barrel roll. I just remember. Um, because there's so many barrels <laughs> of laughs. That's right. So many. <laughs> They'll just come rolling at us. We're going to we're going to take over. We're going to take over all of Rosemont with just nothing but barrels rolling down Rosemont. Right. We're going to be just like Donkey Kong. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Now, do you know the story behind Donkey Kong? The name? I mean, this, I don't know if this is a this is a. Well, I know he's from Mario. So Do- Mario came from Donkey. Donkey Kong. Kong. Yes, Mario was just like the little dude. I'm gonna walk mm-hmm. up and save the girl. Uh, and uh, right. And then he the the for some reason, even though he's a giant like King Kong ape, he decides that he's gonna throw barrels. Like that's his that's his way of keeping. Donkey, I mean, right? he. There, they were there. He. <laughs> yeah. They are in a <laughs> factory, no other right? Way. It's like a, it's like a. I. I mean, in the original thing, it's literally just, uh, shell, not shelving, but <laughs> girders or something like like. 
girders, right, or something like that. Like uh, it looks like a construction site of some kind that he's going. Yeah. 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 But um, you, do, do you know? But that... there's really, I don't think there's any like background though, aside from that. Yeah. It's all just black it's, space. Yeah, because that's an early, <laughs> that's an early, that's an eighties game. So black when the. Mm-hmm. You know, black back when the graphics were not all that advanced, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But I had heard a rumor, and I don't know if this is true. You might want to Snopes it. Mm-hmm. That sounds like something that you do when you're out partying. Yeah, man, let's go out and Snope it. Uh, you want to <laughs> do some Snopes? Let's go do some Snopes. Some um, nerd activities. Let's go to the bathroom. Let's, let's, bath- let's, let's go to the bathroom and do some Snopes while we're at this party. Anyway, um... The, I had heard that there was a mistake at the manufacturing factory where they were making the cabinets and the consoles and stuff for the game. Mm-hmm. And they fucked up, and it was supposed to be an M, but they mistakenly put a D. And that's why it's Donkey Oh, Kong. Monkey Kong? I mean... Yeah. I don't know if that's true. That might be one of those things that we need to seek out and snope. But I had heard that the reason why it's called... Because people are like, why the hell is it called Donkey Kong? There's no donkey in this at all. There is a monkey. But why is it called Donkey Kong? And then I would read somewhere... I don't know if it's true, because again, these things, you know, you never know. But I had heard that somebody screwed up at the factory and it was supposed to be an M or or they or something like the translation got fucked up from from Asian to... to... Um, so, funny enough, there is a Snopes. <laughs> There for this. For There's this. a Snopes entry. Yes, okay. there okay. is a Snopes entry. Okay. Um. So there, the question they have is: Was the name Donkey Kong the result of a mistranslation? Okay. Uh, and it is false. It is. Okay. Well, what's the? Is there a real story behind it? So do 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 do. Um, that's Esmeralda scrolling. That sounded. That's yeah. That also sounded like the music to the game. It, it did. Yes, very nice. Uh, providing a very a, a very immersive experience, Esmeralda, while listening to the podcast. Yes, very much so. I'm jumping over barrels as we speak. As we as well. speak, that's right. Watch out for the cat. Don't step on the cat. Don't let the cat get. Well, that's one of those. You know, I I immediately fail or what, what is it called you just die right you die right i think it goes wah, 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 or does one right of those and things, then right? i gotta start over then you start over at the bottom one. at the bottom yeah yeah so so um, so do they say uh where they does... just say that it doesn't uh so what what would the actual thing was it wasn't the d and the m situation uh the the game's inventor he thought that donkey kind of was to convey he was trying to convey stubbornness oh okay mm-hmm. and he okay. he fell on donkey because you know like a mule stubborn like a absolute donkey yeah. right yeah, yeah, Is that, yeah, that's yeah. kind of a so he he went with donkey and then kong is to evoke the image An of ape. a gorilla the big ape yes. yeah okay mm-hmm. okay all right well then I, that was all bullshit then so no so it's much smarter honestly yeah it is it truly is okay all right. Well, I didn't know that. Well, there you go. So you learn something new every time you listen to the Nick T podcast, especially the right. That's the all es- we are. The, the Esmeralda Leon segment. You're always going to learn something new. That's what we. <laughs> that's what we try to do. Um, and apparently, according to Wikipedia, Donkey Kong was supposed to actually be a a Popeye game, like Popeye the Sailor Man game. 
so was was Mario supposed get to be the, they, Probably, but they couldn't okay. get the license. Okay, so they made up Mario. Wow. Yeah. So Bluto, Bluto was the gorilla. Oh, of I got it. Okay. And he was trying to save Olive. Yes. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's. Oh, I didn't know that. That's fascinating. And then in in Donkey Kong, it's not Princess Peach, who we all know as the princess in the Mario sure. world. It's I don't some know who that chick is, named sure. Pauline. Right, because Pauline, it's that you know where that comes from, Esmeralda. Where's that? Um, the classic sort of like every time there's you know the old um, you know the old black and white shorts and stuff like that in the cartoons where the villain always has the mustache and he twists it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's hey, hey, mm-hmm. and he's always tying a woman to the railroad tracks. You know that whole thing. Yeah. That yeah, old yeah. cliche of the okay. Well, that woman is always Pauline because oh. it's uh, oh well there you uh, go Pauline. It, uh, if you want to Google this, there's another thing you can Google. Uh, I don't know what where the title comes from or the phrase comes from. But there's like a generic phrase. If there is a woman in peril, it's her name is Pauline, and it's Pauline in peril. Hmm. That's kind of I an did not old. Know that. Interesting. That's kind of an. I guess it's kind of an old cliche. So it's like, hey, there's a Pauline in peril. Yeah. So I guess that's where yeah. where, where that comes from. So um, she's, she was in peril. Pauline was in peril, and Mario, boy. So so they couldn't get the rights to. Popeye, Popeye like the whole Popeye universe. universe. Yeah, and so <laughs> and so they create this other thing, which becomes even more popular than Popeye. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Mario, Mario and, is huge. And it shoots off, yeah, and it has all these offshoots. Right. He's Mario, a, and then from Mario, all the other things. You got Luigi. So, yeah. 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 You got, and you also got one of the worst movies I've seen this year in that Super Mario movie <laughs> that came out earlier this year. <laughs> Where Chris Chris Pratt does the voice with no Italian accent at all? Is is Donkey Kong in it? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, is he? Oh. Okay. Yeah, there are several. In fact, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, John C. There's Riley, several Donkey Kongs. There's several. Mo- there's several monkeys in it. Yeah. There's like the. There's a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. I don't understand. I didn't understand a goddamn thing. I that mean, was I know that the- there is there is Donkey Kong and then Donkey Donkey Kong Junior. His yeah, son. he's in it. He's in it. And then there's like a big ass Kong of some kind. I don't I don't mm. know. I didn't know what the fuck was going on as well. I mean, the they do movie. have I, they do have a bunch of games. They yes. have come out, you know, over the years they did come out with other Donkey Kongs. So I guess, you know, you got to they come throw up them all with in different there. Different gorillas. I, you know, I, I couldn't. I, I can't tell. I mean, I saw the movie. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like, I was like, I have no idea. I don't know what. There are like twenty-seven different Donkey Kongs. There's the Luigi and the Mario, and they don't have oh, the. Oh, atta- um, there is Diddy Kong. <laughs> now is that? It's not Puff Daddy, is it? No, I okay. believe that is that is um his kid is Diddy okay. Kong. Okay, because I thought maybe he had think. sunglasses. I thought maybe he had sunglasses on and everything. He everything whenever he spoke, there was a bad sample in the background. I thought that's the, <laughs> I, I thought that, that's what that was. Is he Diddy now? We call him now Bliffy. What's his name? Bippy. Uh, I don't. Puff, I just say Puff Daddy because I don't. Yeah, because you didn't even. You're like fuck it. I stopped at 1998. I'm not going. Yeah, like when he kept going, I'm like, oh, good lord. <laughs> didn't he call himself at one point? Didn't he call himself God at one point? Wasn't he like? Um, I know he had various names. Because <laughs> there was Sean Puffy Combs, right? Mm-hmm. Puff Daddy. There was Puffy. There was Diddy. So there was on, P, on P. Diddy. A, if you do a search for him, yeah. the, the Google thing 
comes up and it just says Diddy. So he's Diddy now. So maybe he is Diddy. Because okay. I would think Google would be up to date. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he's gone through several iterations. Yes. Yeah. Puffy, Puffy, Sean Combs, Puffy Daddy, Puff Daddy, P. Diddy. Was he something else? Just Puffy. Puffy, that's right. And he was something else, too, wasn't he? Didn't he at one point? I don't know why I keep thinking at one point he was like, I think you need to call me God. At one point, he he did that at one point. I mean, I could see it. Remember when when he and J-Lo were a thing back in like the late 90s? Yeah, and they got in trouble. Somebody shot a gun. Yeah, there were like guns and shit. And they took J-Lo to question her and stuff. That's right. Can you imagine not a J-Lo, good look. J-Lo being quite... Is she not... She's married to the AFLAC now, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what the hell's going on. All right. So, Puffy... Good thing we're... we're now, boy, we're, we're being very nostalgic. Getting back to Puffy and J-Lo days. We're... Ri- are the, the winding road that is... <laughs> that is Donkey Kong. That got us... <laughs> you follow that Donkey Kong road, it takes you to weird places, man. <laughs> So, all right. Well, I'm glad that we snoped that out. Thank you for for uh, for sorting that out because I would have just thought that donkey th- th- that the D was a mistake and it should have been an M. I, I, right. I, don't, know, I don't know where I heard that. Probably in a bar. Well, Snopes, Snopes to the rescue. Yeah, it probably was in a bar. Hey, did you know that the D? Because probably it was. I was probably in a bar that had the Donkey Kong. Yeah, that's why all the kids love snoping. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do all day. They snope. They want to be factual. <laughs> so we will not be snoping on the 24th. Or maybe we will. Who knows? Let's, we can maybe do some snoping on, the, on October 24th. Esmeralda live, and, uh, and I will do some snoping for you. And that's the Nick D Podcast. I, I forgot to give you the ticket information. It's the Nick D Podcast. We're going to do a bunch of Halloween stuff. My dad's going to tell a joke. Andre Darlis is going to be on stage. Me and Esmeralda will be snoping. <laughs> uh, Tuesday, October 24th at Zany's in Rosemont. The show is at 7.30. The door's open at 6.30. Get your tickets now. We want these tickets to fly, so let's sell the place out. Rosemont.zanies.com. Rosemont.zanies.com. The Nick D Podcast, October 24th. It's a Tuesday. Zany's in Rosemont. 847-813-0484. All right. So, Snopes. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, that's... <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how many of those, how many of these uh, crazy stories there are out there. That you did you ever? Uh, did you I ever mean just... enough that there is a website? Yeah, that keeps going. That ke- and it's, like, it's they been don't around run for out. years. Snopes has been around since like I remember, like back when there was still you know like an Ask Jeeves. Yeah, um, they don't. Snopes, Snopes doesn't hasn't run out of of fact yeah. or fiction things. That's to it's do. true because people are full of shit and they will just make stuff up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. not going to stop. We know that. That's never going to stop. Yeah. As long as there are humans, there will be bullshit. I think is. Uh, I think Nietzsche said that. Didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, Al Snopes it. <laughs> or Al Al Snopes? Is that what you just said? No, I said Al Snopes it. Oh, oh, you'll snow. I thought you said Al Snopes said it. I was like, oh, he's the guy who founded Snopes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Al Snopes. <laughs> A guy named Al. Yeah, I'm Al Snopes. I've named it. <laughs> now I'm just picturing some dude named Al Snopes uh, sitting in his basement trying to disprove rumors. You know, so it's I'm, just one guy, Al one guy. Snopes. It's Al Snopes. Yeah, he's all by <laughs> Al Snopes. All right, I, I just misheard you because I'm an idiot. All right. So uh, I went to the uh, to the salt shed last night, Esmeralda. Yeah, how was uh, that? 
It, it was great. I mean, it was great. I mean, the psychedelic furs and and squeeze. It was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm old. I'm old. You know, uh, so I loved it because they're old bands. Um, and I was really. I got to say, I was kind of surprised that squeeze headlined. Um, I thought it would be the other way around, and I love squeeze. But I thought, wow, mm-hmm. I thought the I thought the furs would be the would go on second. Well, maybe they switch off. I they might because it's it is being advertised as a co-headlining tour. Mm, yeah, they probably just go back and forth. And even yeah, and even though the Furs technically went on first, well, they did go on first. Not technically, they was did. there. There wasn't an opening opening band. No, no, the Furs came on at seven thirty, but they played a full like eighty minute set, almost an hour and a half. So they played a full set. It wasn't like a, you know, most opening acts do like forty minutes. Right. They did a full yeah. set, so that's why it was co-headlining. Oh. Oh, so it was yeah, interesting, yeah. Uh, but but Squeeze went on second, and I was like really really excited to see the Furs, and they did not disappoint. And I was like, ah oh, yeah, Squeeze, they're okay. I, I I like Squeeze, and they kicked ass. Squeeze was amazing. Nice. They were they were fucking great. Now we talked about the uh, the Salt Shed. Have you you we talked about this right? You've been to the outside, right? Yes, I um I haven't seen a show on the inside. It's. It, <clears throat> It's weird. It's a weird. It's 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 really set up strangely. Yeah, um, I've seen it. I've been inside, but I haven't seen it with a whole, a show. Yeah, it's very strange because you walk down. It's right off of Magnolia, which is of course has to be my favorite street because <laughs> it's Magnolia. <laughs> and you walk in there, and there's like an outdoor area where they've got like food trucks and stuff, and you can get booze, mm-hmm. and you can sit outside, and you can play. Um, They've got the cornhole things out there that you can play. And I saw, now, I don't know what this was, Esmeralda. Maybe you can help me out on this, because there were people playing this last night. It, it's kind of like, like it, it has the same principle as cornhole or horseshoes, but you're throwing these ropes that have two balls on the end of them. Um, they, they, they look I, like those. I think I've. I don't know what it's called or anything, but that sounds familiar. It like, looks I like think I've seen it once. Do you remember those little? Remember those toys that could kill you back in the seventies and eighties called clackers, where they were like metal balls. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you would like they were they were on the end of a string, and you would go cling cling cling. Well, that's what they look like, and they're tossing them on what looks like a, a laundry drying rack. <laughs> <laughs> maybe right. you could go- maybe you could Google this. I don't know, but it's like a it's it has the same principle as horseshoes, and um you know and 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 uh, and and cornhole because you're on one end, one person is tossing, and you're tossing these ball these two balls that are on the end of the rope, and you're mm-hmm. tossing them at what look like you know like a little rack where you hang t-shirts and shirts to dry. That's yeah. what it looks like. I don't know what it's called. Um... Well, uh, very underwhelming. It's uh, uh, it's known as ladder ball. Ladder okay, golf. They, okay, they la- they look like the, the ladder they toss. Look a little bit like ladders. Okay, okay. Yeah, very underwhelming names. Yeah. Okay, so ladder ball or ladder toss. I had never seen it before. Mm-hmm. And Julie and I were standing um, like right yeah. in the middle of it. We didn't know that we were blocking this guy's shot because I'd never seen it oh, before. No. And we're standing like right in the middle, and and they're like, "Hey, you want to move?" And we're like, "What the fuck?" Oh, we had no <laughs> idea what it was. Ladder ball. Okay, that's new. That's a new one. Had you ever? Have you ever heard of ladder ball? Anymore? I've. I. It looks familiar. Yeah. 
but I don't know if I've ever really seen it, honestly. Like, if someone were to say ladder ball, I, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. Well, that's how, that's how, that's what, that's what we, we had never heard of it because we were standing right, right in the line of fire, like literally right in the middle. Like, you know, mm. you know what I mean? Like, if someone's, like, we were basically, like, if, if you, if you picture uh, cornhole, we were standing, like, right in the path, like, right in the middle. <laughs> Right, right between yeah. the la- right between the ladders, and I, and the guy's like, "You want to move?" And I'm like, "What the? F- oh, <laughs> I thought they, I thought he, I thought he was going to do a trick for us with the clangers, with the clackers." <laughs> and I'm looking at him like, "All right, you want to perform for us with your clackers?" That's funny. He's like, "Get out of the way!" And I'm like, "Oh, I had no idea." What you think was he happening. was going to do like a hacky sack situation? Yeah, I thought he was going to do like you know the clackers. I thought he was going to go and have the clacker like do two sets of clackers like as a show. I didn't know what the fuck was going yeah. on. I don't. I don't know if it's that kind of show. No, no. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I didn't know that. And so that's called ladder toss or something along right. those lines. Right. Or ladder golf. Okay. Uh, ladder ball. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I've never heard of that before. Last night, literally, I was like, "What the? What is this?" So I was confused by that. But that's happening outside there, right? Right on the right on the uh, on the on the river. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful location. Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. so, but then to get into the venue is really confusing. Like I went in and I'm like, what? what it's very much, it's very winding. Like it, to it, get to yeah. it. If you're yeah. like, if you're walking off of North Avenue to walk over, it's kind yeah. of weird. It is weird. It is weird. Cause you got to cross the bridge. Like if you're coming from the East, you got to cross Well, we crossed the bridge cause we were coming from the East. So we have to cross the bridge. You go over the, the, the river and then you turn left and go down Magnolia, and it's a long walk. And then it's all curly. But once you actually get to the courtyard, you know, you can get food. They've got food out there, and you can get booze. And you can hang out outside of the venue. And you know what, Esmeralda? Here's a crazy thing. They play the concert through speakers outside. So you literally well, well, don't have to pay. Yeah. You could go and sit outside. Like, we were out there between the furs and, 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 uh, and squeeze. Mm-hmm. We went outside and we were walking around and um, I was drinking a fantastic uh, a tall boy of liquid death. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I think that's like they're sponsoring whatever. I guess, water. man, because, it, it, yeah, it's, it's just water, but it looks like I'm drinking a mm-hmm. 40, you know, so I'm like, oh, OK, it looks like I'm drinking. <laughs> uh, you know, and Julie was having a Heineken and we were just standing out there by the river and then Squeeze came on and they had music. They had like they had music like playing in the speakers. Mm-hmm. But it was like, you know, generic, mm-hmm. sort of like they were playing like 60s and 70s rock. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. And then right. all of a sudden Squeeze came on and they started playing like, oh, we got to get back inside. And then the concert was playing outside. So you could literally go and not pay and sit outside and play cornhole or ladder ass or whatever it's called and listen to the concert that's happening live. Like I was like, holy shit, these people didn't pay and they could sit outside and hear everything that was happening. They could hear Squeeze live. Hmm, and I thought that was really—I thought that was amazing. I was like, "That's really cool," you know. Um, sit outside, have some food, have a couple of drinks, and listen to a live concert free. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> I, I don't know. I thought it was cool. I was like, "Are they going to broadcast the whole show?" And the you know they started they, and they broadcast like the first couple of squeeze songs out there, and then we went in and watched the rest of the show. So, hmm. but it's really weird inside. It's hard to get to. You, and then you get inside, and you don't know where the general admission is. And you know the seats. You saw, you know the setup, Esmeralda. Yeah. The seats are all the way on the side in a balcony and then all the way in the back. And it's a very deep venue. 
Mm-hmm. And the rest is complete general admission, and you're standing on concrete. It's not the most comfortable. <laughs> As an old man, trust me, I was like, when the show was over, I was like, I can't wait to get home. My legs are killing me, you know? <laughs> um, but And the ceilings are really high. You've, you've seen it. The ceilings are really high. You're in like a warehouse. You're in what used to be a warehouse. Yeah, it's really, I mean, it's very tall. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would want to sit up there for shows. Yeah, well, that was because Julie and I are both old, and when the show was over, we were like, "Yeah, next time we come here, we're sitting in the back, <laughs> just so we can sit." Down. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but the the sound uh, was 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 really good. It's just a very weird, hollow. It like it's like you're in a fucking barn. It's like you're in a big barn. Well, you're in yeah. a shed. You're in a shed. That's it's called the salt shed. Right. So. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of, like, I don't like, um, arenas and things like that. So this kind of evokes arena to me. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I really, I will have to be on the floor. Well, or. If I want to go see a show, because it just seems like too much. Or, Esmeralda, don't pay at all and sit outside and listen. Because it's, it's, they have the speakers piped in. Like, it's like, you could just have some, you know, they got taco trucks and they've got, they have Smashburger has a truck there and all this, you know, pizza and stuff. And they got booze. Right, right. You could just sit outside on a nice night and actually hear the concert broadcast, like, through professional speakers outside and not pay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so amazing. <laughs> I don't, I, uh, I don't know if that's how that works. <laughs> I would think you have to pay a buy no, a ticket this, to go no, no, into the no, venue. No, 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 it's, oh, I mean, no. It's it's all a, a venue. No, 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 no. This this courtyard outside is before you show your tickets. It's before you go into the venue. You could walk well, from the street. Well, because that's the right. The, that's the fairgrounds. Yeah, and that's where they pipe the music. Like you literally do not have to go into the venue. You could sit outside by the river before you show your ticket at all. Right, right off the street. Get some food, sit there outside, and hear the concert. Not just, like, strain to hear it, like, outside of Wrigley, but, like, speakers everywhere, and they're playing them in the courtyard. So you could literally not pay and hear a concert. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. So, yeah. I mean, because we didn't, you know, when we walked in, that was before we showed our, we, that was before we showed our tickets. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and I was like, wow, this is unbelievable. And because when we went out between, here's the thing. Let me, I'll, I should probably clear this up. We were already inside when we saw the furs. Mm-hmm. And then the intermission happened. And you have to get your hand stamped. And that's when we went out to the courtyard. And then you have to, so in order to get back in, you have to show your hand, you have to show your hand stamp. So that's a complete, it's, so it's free. So they didn't oh. want people who, people who were out in the courtyard just can't walk right back in. They have to get their hand stamped. In order to get your hand stamped, you already have to. You already had to show your ticket to get in. Right. So it's crazy. Like the the guy playing, you know, ladder ass, uh, was just out there. I don't think he was part of the concert. There's a whole bunch of people yeah. just out there. Oh, and in order to get into the venue, you have to show your hand stamp, which we got, which we had to show. It was crazy. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But for the for for um, squeeze, we were standing near the back. Uh, mm-hmm. Which was was perfectly fine, but we were standing next to the sound guys. Have you ever sa- have you ever like stood next to you ever stood in the back during a show like near the sound guys? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because those guys like, man, get the fuck away from you know, like if you're t- if you're close to the. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you have to stand like to the side and yeah, they're like, don't, don't, yeah, I'm I'm the sound. I mean, they guy. are literally running the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they get so pissed, like, don't even stand, don't even look at me, you know. <laughs> I'm the sound guy. I'll have you murdered. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, anyway, I don't. But uh, that was the, the discovery for me was uh, ladder pants or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Ladder, ladder game and the fact that you can just go to the courtyard outside of the venue and hear the concert through actual broadcasting for free I was like this is ridiculous but it was awesome anyway but I don't know how I feel about the venue the venue is very weird it's still very yeah. I'm still unsure about how I feel about it I still think it's like weirdly set up and kind of awkward and I don't think I like the fact that the entire floor is just general admission. There's a lot of goofballs down there getting loaded. And I certainly don't like that the floor is like just complete concrete. <laughs> it's like you're just <laughs> it's just concrete that you're standing on. So I don't know. But um so the, I guess there were there have only been like three shows there now. So it's that I guess it's that Yeah, they haven't had that many. Um yeah. I don't like for, for the season or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because the outside is for so long, and then, um, yeah, I don't think they've had that many. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so I, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and I guess it's because like the indoor thing kicked off because of it's fall now, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I guess like so the in, they were like, okay, well this is officially the kickoff because I guess it was Drive By Truckers was the first show. Um, they were like the, they were the inaugural inside salt shed show. Mm-hmm. Say that fast fifteen times and see if. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's but you know like the courtyard and everything outside is really I don't know and it's beautiful. It's like right on the river and you get a great view of the city. It was it's it's a great location. It's just a yeah, weird. It's, it's a, a cool weird venue. spot. Um, but yeah, it's kind of weird to get to. Yeah, it is. That's yeah. my only thing. Yeah, I guess you can take like the because I when I got home la- when I because I, I um, Julie had to get home to her place right after the concert, so I took the red line. You, you could walk to North and Clybourne. It's a bit of a trek, but if you want to take the red line, you go north North and Clybourne, and then you just walk west when you get out of North and Clybourne. It's it's there. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's there. So, but anyway, uh, that was my first time at the at the Salt Shed, and my first time mm. encountering someone who got mad at me because we interrupted his clanky ball ladder game <laughs> so I don't, know. I don't know do you have a favorite venue where you see concerts do you, do you have like favorite places um i like i like the metro mm-hmm. and i like the uh the riv yeah Classic. i like the smaller places the aragon not so much i haven't really seen that many shows there yeah the brawl room <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's a it's got a lot of history not you know, uh, not necessarily the best sound in the world, especially for a rock show. Right. Uh, and my know. parents met there. Wait, I think I remember this. Was it? A, was it? Yeah, at a they dance? met at the was Aragon. It a, was it at a dance? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. So they 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 would did they go like ballroom dancing? Uh, no, it was not ballroom dancing. Oh, it was just okay. <laughs> but they met at the Aragon. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Did your dad approach your mom and go, "Hey, you're cool. Let's dance." Yeah, I guess so. Because she cool. wasn't, she wouldn't have in a million years approached someone. So, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's cool. So, did they have they gone back? 
Um, I think they did like a million years ago to see some concert, but yeah. Yeah. Boy. They yeah, haven't I, been there in a very long time. I was going to say it'd be interesting if it like took them to see like, you know, Public Enemy there because I was there for Public Enemy one time. That would have been a couple of times. Just like I see your parents walk in. This is where we met? What? <laughs> <laughs> that's a great that's a great uh, place to meet. Yeah. Now, are they both from your are both your parents did they were they from the city and then and or, or and you guys ended up they ended up in Joliet and that's where they settled? Um, they both lived in the city. Yeah. They both okay. Um, okay. My dad's on um more north. He mm-hmm. lived just like in Edgewater. Mm-hmm. And then I think my mom lived on the south side for a minute. Mm-hmm. And they met at the Aragon. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, now I like the Aragon even more. Well, there you go. That's a great story. <laughs> That's great. They met at the Aragon. That's really cool. That's cool. I wonder what they would think of the place now. That would be interesting. If, you know, to, like I said, to walk into it. Like, well, I'd be curious to see to like what it looked like if it looked fairly similar. Because, I mean, I don't think they've changed it in God knows how long. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I think obviously, you know, like the, you know, the the beer stands and shit weren't there. Um, right. But more um, like the decor, the, the decorative oh, on the yeah. walls and everything. I think it's just probably the same. I oh, it's think. sure. It's a beautifully ornate building. You know, like the inside mm-hmm. is great. It's, it's, it's old and it's beautiful and they've got the, the crazy stars and clouds on the ceiling and stuff still. So I'm sure that that was a part that was, it was probably in much better shape when they met. <laughs> oh yeah. When they met. It's probably Grant, yeah. Grant's bank and new. Yeah. Yeah. That's great though. Wow. That's very, very cool. And now you can go and get smashed over the head with chairs while you're there. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And now it's called the Brawl Room. That's what they call it, the Aragon Brawl Room, because you know, so, <laughs> many, so many brawls. And then Gina Davis sometimes says, shows up and says, Suck my dick, every one of you bastards. That's right. <laughs> she loves going there. <laughs> she goes there all the time just to say that. It's the only so. place she does that at. <laughs> Suck my dick, every one of you bastards. That's right. That's right. That's what, but oddly, that's what people uh, say when uh, men come up to them to dance. That's what they. That's what they say. Right. <laughs> that's their response at the uh, at the dance. Hey, you know what? It's almost time for Esmeralda. What's that? Uh, this. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Oh, I'm you know amazed what? that nobody has turned that into like a dance remix of some I know, sort. right? I mean, if they if they can take Tom's Diner and turn that into a funkified dance, right? You can yeah. certainly do this, right? I mean, it's already got it's already I mean, got the yeah, it's it's already kind of dancey. <laughs> yeah, I know how much you love that. Yeah, you don't got we'll to have too much to it. <laughs> yeah, no, you know what? We'll have to play that at the at, at our show. Uh, on oh, October yeah. 24th. Yeah, okay. Make sure we mm-hmm. do that. There's another reason that you need to come because you will hear this live. Yeah, man. And we'll do like a little dance maybe on stage. Uh, there you go. A little choreographed <laughs> dance. <laughs> a choreographed dance to the Silver Shamrock theme from Halloween 3. Oh, my God. Uh, you got to get your tickets. Tuesday, October 24th, the Nick T Podcast Live uh, at Zany's in Rosemont. So there you go. I'm, and, and, and again, you'll hear that. And, uh, and uh, you know, that means that F- Fartenstein and Count Fartula will be coming out, too. Mm. Very soon. Very shortly. Because throughout as we record episodes throughout the month of October, I'm going to be throwing in more Halloween elements. So and I know yeah. how much you love the Silver Shamrock. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah, I know how much very, you love that. And then, and very then we'll hear, fun song. We'll hear some of this, too. Ah! 
Ah! We got to get the scream, the the actual original, you know, twenty minute scream guy. Oh, guy, ah, oh wait, didn't we? Didn't we, we find did. a bunch? Jim we... did. Yeah, I, I ordered yeah. the CD. Um, uh, but Jim actually, Jim Leskowski, our good friend Jim. He mm-hmm. actually isolated the Scream guy, so I have that. I didn't load it up yet. I'm going to save oh, that. Oh, that's right. So I got it. I got I it. I forgot that he had found it. Yeah. You know what? I'll bring that. So- I'll bring that sound bite too. To 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 yeah. To, to no, no, that need the, that screaming guy needs to be there. He'll be there. So screaming guy will be there, which I don't have yet. Maybe we'll have we'll have some farchulas. Far- yeah, Count Farchula. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll do a little bit of that. So we'll we'll you know we'll make it the the. Halloween spooktacular that you and I have hosted for many, many years, Ezra. So we'll do that. Yeah. It'll yeah. Well, you know, and also uh, Count Farchula. Yeah. He has to prep, you know. Yeah. This he's is, his, this is he's, his Super Bowl. Yeah. And he's eating <laughs> a lot right now in preparation. He's eating a lot. Mm-hmm. He's eating. A, he's he's going to be going to he's Taco bulking. Bell. Is he bulking? <laughs> he's, going to, he's going to Taco Bell three times a day all the way through Halloween. That's that's how he's going to. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, good protein, I guess. Yeah, great protein. <laughs> All right, hey, are you ready for a joke, Esmeralda? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. Hi, Carrie. I, all right, I know. By the way, they do sell uh, all kinds of uh, salt shed gear at the, at the venue. Yeah, like they, they, have, yeah, like they two, have a whole store. A whole store you could go into that's really full of crazy stuff. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah. All right, my dad is here. Are we ready to hear my dad? Oh, absolutely. Here we go. It's the best part of the week, baby. It's time to hear something funny. Here we go with your music intro. Ah! It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad tells a joke. What I say? It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad tells a joke. Yeah. My dad stops by every Tuesday to kick off the week of uh, podcast episodes with a joke. Okay, Esmeralda, you ready? Yes. All right, Dad, hit it. Recent survey shows six of the seven dwarfs are not happy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like that one. That was a good one. <laughs> that was jokey, jokey, jokey time. It was a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad told a joke. Uh, that's a good one. That was good. Oh, man. Good job, Dad. All right. Uh, by the way, he did tell me uh, one of the jokes uh, that he's going to tell on October 24th at Zanies and Rosemont. Um, and it's good. It's, 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 it's a little dirty. Well, of dirt. course it is. It's a little dirty. <laughs> He's getting a little. He's getting a little. Of bleak. course, it's good. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. Uh, check out the Salt Shed. Uh, you know, I would recommend just sitting outside and listening to the concert for free and eating eating <laughs> eating a Smash Burger and playing Ladder Balls or whatever it's called. Ladder Balls. That's what it should be called. God. I think it is. Is it Ladder Balls? Okay. I mean, it's got like a million names. Ladder okay. Golf, Ladder yeah. Toss. Okay. And one is of them is Ladder Balls. So. Ladder Balls. 
All right. Well, there we go. That's letter balls. All right. Well, we're not going to play letter balls at Zany's in Rosemont, but uh, we'll do other no, stuff. No, that's insurance we don't have. <laughs> Zany's is not going to cover that. That's right. Yeah, no. That's no. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, make sure you get your tickets. Rosemont.zanies.com, Tuesday, October 24th. Me, Esmeralda, Andrea Darlis, uh, live. My dad telling jokes. You'll win prizes. It's going to be great. All part of a live podcast, Tuesday, October 24th, Zanies and Rosemont. Rosemont.zanies.com. Uh, my thanks to uh, Monica Eng for joining me. Uh, always great to talk to Monica. On the next podcast, it's uh, movie time. Eric Childress and Steve Procopian and I will be reviewing all the new movies, including the new Saw movie. Esmeralda, there's another Saw mm. movie. We heard that there was one. Yeah. Saw X, I guess. I thought there were already 10. Oh, wow. I thought there were already 10. I honest to God, I'm I was like, I'm amazed that there are 10. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to review that shit. And then hmm. uh, The Creator and, uh, and a couple of other uh, a couple of other movies. So that'll be coming up on, mm-hmm. uh, on Friday. Um, and uh, again, if you want to uh, be a part of the podcast, leave your voicemail 24-7-773-417-6948. I still, I still have magic megaphones that I haven't got Oh, wow. What an asshole. I'm such an asshole. Uh, 773-417-6948. We're not ignoring you. We love you. Email us, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. You want to be a sponsor and advertise with us like Brian Alaspa for his book Devoured does? We'd love to hear from you. Be a sponsor. Sales at radiomisfits.com. Jason, thank you. Ed, thank you. Rate and review us on every platform, and we'll see you next time. And Esmeralda, thank you. You rule the planet. Thank you. Okay, and we'll see you next time on the Nick D Podcast. The wind is right on me.